This is Basketball More Than a Game with your hosts, Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Former high school coach and player have teamed up again to share their knowledge of the game and life skills on and off the court. Now here are Coaches G and Q. All right, this is Coach G and I am in the studio along with the greatest co-host this side of a basketball court. But before I kick it down to Coach Quick, we just want to just welcome everybody back in for another fast break episode of Basketball More in the Game. Like we always say, make sure you have your sneakers laced up tight because today it's going to be Coach Quick and I throwing down like always. Coach Quick, what's popping? Hey, what's going on, Coach G? You want to know what's popping with Coach Q? Well, Coach Q is so excited about today's show. I feel like I'm inside the Staples Center waiting on LeBron James to catch a lob from Russell Westbrook and throw it down. So after this short break, we're going to come right back. So stay tuned and make sure those sneakers are laced up tight. back in and you know what we've got the show today is it, it, and i told coach quick you know even before we came live on the on the air it was like man it's a little it's, 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 it's a little strange today because uh, it's just gonna be here and i can you know talk about some you know course basketball life and everything that goes along with that and we just want to thank all of our guests that we've had on so far this year we you know what we're not doing a year review yet because it's just only uh november but we will be doing that. But we want to thank all of our guests. We want to thank all of our uh, followers. We are really, really excited from the direction that we're headed. We've only got eight states left uh, to be in every state in the United States. Uh, we're hitting 17 foreign countries. And that cannot happen without great listeners and followers and my great co-host. I mean, he studies every week. He pushes the envelope. He pushes pushes Coach G uh, to, bring in, uh, to bring out the best in myself. And we certainly appreciate Coach Quick and his lovely wife for the time that they take out to, for us to bring this show each and every week. So, hey, listen, we're going to get right, in, uh, right into this pick-and-pop session. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the embarrassment of these reporters, how they address Coach Mike Tomlin, head football coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I uh, just kind of really want to touch a little bit on this, uh, Coach Quick, is it was an embarrassment uh, to me for the reporters to come at uh, Coach Tomlin the way they did, asking him was he – um, was he interested in the University of Southern California job? What's your take on that? Well, Coach G, you know, my take is I think I, you're absolutely correct. It's just an embarrassment to ask Coach Tomlin about that job. Coach Tomlin has one of the probably one of the top five jobs in all of pro sports with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And like, like he said, you wouldn't ask Andy Reid that. You wouldn't ask um, Pete Carroll. You wouldn't ask those type guys if they're interested in the USC job. Mike Tomlin, like he said, he's he's where he wants to be. So do not ask him that question again. He's with the Steelers and he's he's primed and trying to get them back to another playoff run. So don't be disrespectful and ask him about the University of Southern Cal. He's a Steeler and he's a Steeler for life. You know what, I, I, and I appreciate that, man. You because as a as a lifelong Steeler fan, you know people take pot shots, and but when you line up the the records of, of course, you know we we go back to the legendary Chuck Noll and four Super Bowls, and uh, people's like, but uh, again, not taking anything away from uh, Coach Noll, but that was pre free agency. When you locked in, you were on the squad, 
You know, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to go over here and play for three years and I'm going to bounce. So, again, not taking it away from four Super Bowls, but the game is different because players move and all of that. But the thing that was upsetting is how they came at with the, how they came at Coach Tomlin, who's never had a losing season at Pittsburgh. And we just, you know, certainly appreciate his body of work. And as he always says, um, you know, the standard is the standard. Uh, and if I, we challenge you to, to stop, uh, you know, take a couple minutes Go back, take a look at that press conference. Uh, and I think it was a lot of undertone. There was a lot of undercurrent uh, kind of going across back and forth. But uh, take watch that video. Make that, uh, make that opinion for yourself. You're listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goings and Coach Quick. Now, we're going to kick it over to Coach Quick, and we're going to talk a little bit about college football. Coach, what you got? Yes, sir. Coach Goins, you know, yesterday I was sitting back and I was watching some college football yes, and sir. I, you know, just enjoying myself. Yes, sir. And, you know, on Tuesday night, the first college football playoff poll comes out. And right now, our top four is listed as the Georgia Bulldogs, who are 8 0. Okay. The Cincinnati Bearcats, Uh-oh. number two, at 8 0. Alabama's a Crimson Tide at 7 and 1. Oklahoma Sooners are 8 0. And I'm, I'm going to give you. The top six, actually. Okay. Ohio State, who beat Penn State last night to go seven and one, and currently Michigan was number six in in the AP poll. They're set. They lost yesterday to Michigan State in a in a doozy. Uh, you know, I talked touch bases with you yesterday about the game, and Michigan was in control for most of that ball game, but then late in the fourth quarter. This is why I don't like the two-quarterback system. Okay. You come out and you bring in a quarterback who's more of a running-type quarterback. He's a young kid, and he goes to hand the ball off to the tailback. Before he gets the balls um, secured within the tailback's belly, he takes a step out of the way, fumbles the ball on the ground. Michigan State recovers the ball, goes down the field, scores the go-ahead touchdown over Michigan. Michigan got the ball back, but the momentum was seized. The Spartans had over overtook the momentum, and they beat the Michigan Wolverines yesterday. Their rivalries, their rivals. So now we're looking at this college first ever college football playoff poll on Tuesday night. Personally, I'm, I'm gonna name my top six. Okay. And I'm I'm looking at Georgia as number one. I agree. I I gotta go with Cincinnati as number two. Okay. Alabama three, and I'm gonna put the Ohio State Buckeyes. Okay, wow. Over the Oklahoma Sooners at number four. Okay. Now but, let, let me ask you that: why, why, why you, why you, why you bumping Ohio State above them Sooners? Their body of work. Okay. Ohio State, and this, this is my personal feelings on it. Now they still got to play Michigan. Okay. And they still got to play Michigan State. If if they went out, if they went out and beat Michigan, beat Michigan State, and then they win the Big Ten championship game, Ohio State will be securely in the playoffs. Now we we gotta wonder though, will Cincinnati be bumped as they've been bumped over the past couple of years? Because I mean Oklahoma's worthy. They're worthy of being in the top four. But then you have to look at Michigan State, you still have to look at Michigan. But one of those one of those teams could end up having two losses 
Michigan or Michigan State, depending on what happens with Ohio State. Well, I think if any if anybody gets bumped, I think it may unfortunately may be Cincinnati, and we definitely will give a shout out to our good friend uh, Chris Laporte and, and hope that it doesn't happen. But when I'm going to use one of your phrases, when you look at their body of work, the strength of schedule, uh, I think that may kind of not be in Cincinnati's favor, you know, for what it's worth and in, in my opinion. But it, if I had to pick, you know who I'm riding with, don't you? My dogs. Yeah, tell me that. My dogs, okay? As a former guy that used to live in Monroe, Georgia, which, which was uh, just um, south of Athens, Georgia, and been able to go over to a couple of games, and when you play when you play in that stadium and as I said in between the hedges, that uh yes, that that's a that's a they put out, you know what, and, and they just bring it, man. So hopefully all the all the top schools are able to get in and just have a fantastic uh playoff run. But if I had to pick it right now, I'd want to see Alabama and Georgia, just to be honest with you. Yes, sir. Without question to me, they're they're probably still the best two teams in the country. And my take on that is I feel like Georgia could end up with one or two losses and still be in the playoff. Why not? I feel like Alabama could end up losing again if they lose to Georgia, and I still think they could end up in the playoff. Uh, and that's the, that's the little piece that, Coach, I'm be honest with you, that's why I kind of struggle with college football a little bit because, you know, if the NFL was built like college football, I don't think it would be as popular. You take you, you know you, you think about you know t- team that won the Super Bowl last year might have had you know five losses or, or if if I lose a game and then then of course if I lose two games and then I'm you know then I can't move I mean and people say well college football well I understand all of that but I don't just because anybody can be beat on a given day and that yes, do, doesn't mean that I don't need to continue that my body work. Uh, because you know we have a bad game doesn't mean I can't come back and finish strong. Uh, but yeah, that that that's my only that's my only hang up, if you will, uh, with college football. Just because I lose a game, don't uh, don't throw the don't throw the season out with the bathwater. Uh, just because I uh, picked up an L along the way. Completely agree. So we, hey, so and then you know appreciate you talk about that. What what what's what about the World Series? I mean, you know, here here's the thing. Uh, I, I'm a big Yankee fan, and and everybody that knows me knows that uh, I love the guys in the pen strike. But how about those Atlanta Braves? Man, they're they're playing excellent so far within the postseason. They're seven and zero at home, and the game five tonight, they're at home again. So I mean, they're, the Atlanta Braves are just playing outstanding baseball. I mean. Uh, I guess everybody took them for granted going into the postseason, but you know, because nobody had them picked to get to the World Series. But you know what, Coach, you, you're exactly right. There's, um, and, and it's been a long time, and I don't know the exact years, and you may, but uh, the, the the Braves haven't been uh, in the World Series. But just what what a great market, uh, what a great city Atlanta is. And, you know, hats off to them and their fans, and and that's what you really celebrate. Almost like when you look back last year. Uh, with the Bucks winning from Milwaukee, but you know the folks of uh, Georgia and Atlanta uh, be able to get in there and really experience it. Here's the thing that really, really made me kind of reflect. Uh, was last game when um, Hank Aaron's wife, you know, she was on the field. Uh, his son Hank Aaron Jr. along with his kids, uh, they threw out the ceremonial first pitch. You know, people don't. You know, a lot of times people 
Um, you know, they think Jackie Robinson, you know, because he was the first one to break the color barrier, but don't realize that the things that uh, Hank Aaron went through, uh, going through, uh, because when he was getting ready to break the uh, home run record, the death threats that, I mean, you think about that coach receiving death threats just because he's playing the game and he's about to beat, um, or he's about, yeah, he's about to, to break uh, Babe Ruth's, uh, home run record, but to go through that and, and, and constantly, you know, persevere being a leader often, and again, a lot of times his story's not told. Uh, and of course, he passed in January. But uh, just hats off to uh, his family, and 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 I thought that meant a lot for them to take time out, honor honor him, have his family out, and throw out that first pitch. Your thoughts? I, outstanding. I, I thought that was great. And you're right to to, to receive death threats because you're about to break the home run record. That man. Wow, just just to show you how the times times were back then, and to be honest with you, Coach G, those times really haven't changed much, and we're here in 20, 2021. But I think it was an honor to have his family out there to throw out the first pitch. Exactly right. So hey, listen, you are listening to basketball more in the game with Coach G and Coach Q today, and you know what? We are in the cockpit in the studio ourselves, but we are chopping it up, and we're gonna step away, and we'll be right back. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There's help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. You're listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Coach Goins along with Coach Quick. We are back, and we are in the studio ourselves. Can you believe that? We don't have any special guests. It's just Coach Quick and I catching up. Uh, it's probably been since July since he and I are actually in the studio uh, by ourselves, and we are just so grateful uh, for all of our guests, our guests that's coming on in the next couple of weeks, uh, and we're just going to finish the year strong. But right now we're just you know, kind of talking a little bit about basketball, NBA, what we went into, talked a little bit about uh, you know stuff that's just going on in the sports world, but now we're going to get ready to get in the paint. And in the paint, we're going to be talking about college basketball. Coach Quick, I got right here in my hand the top 25 teams in the country. Yes, sir. And as always, how many times are we going to see college basketball writers put Gonzaga Bulldogs at number one? They're going to constantly keep them there. But are you a regular season team or are you a postseason team? You know, it's just like, you know what, and I get it. But I tell you what, them jokers ran into the bus all last year, man. That dag on Baton, man. When ba- that, that game was over within the first five, ten minutes, maybe even probably the first seven minutes of the game. They yes, ne- sir. They had never seen speed like that. They never seen uh, – it, it was just – it was, Oh, my like God. It. Oh, my God. It was off the chain. All right, num- number two, UCLA. Number three, Texas. Number four, Michigan. And number five, Kansas. Any 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 shakedown with any of those the top five? Uh, no, I mean, I like I like that top five. Okay. I really do. All right, so here we go. Number six is Memphis. 
Seven is Villanova. Eight, Purdue. Nine, the Baylor Bears. And ten, Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, I will say this. You know Penny going to have the Memphis ready to roll. Jay Wright's going to have them tight in Villanova. So what's your take on that next five? I, I completely agree. They're going to be ready. Um, Memphis is bringing in two outstanding stud freshmen in yes, Jalen Duran and Imani Bates, who reclassified to, to 2021. And also, Penny added to his staff. He brought in a living legend in Larry Brown, and he brought in a former Tar Heel, another former Tar Heel in Rasheed Wallace. Oh, I know. Yes, sir. And, and also, he had Earl Timberlake transfer in from Miami, along with Jonathan Lawson, who transferred in from Oregon, who's joining his brother, Chandler Lawson, who's an incoming freshman. Memphis should be loaded to the gills. Now, can can all those guys play together? Well, that's what they're in between the lines doing right now. They're practicing. They better be ready because the season opens up in about a week. Wow. Excellent assessment. So, number 11, Duke. 12, Kentucky. 13, your boys. North Carolina Tar Heels. Number 14, Arkansas. 15, the Fighting Illini. What's your take on that next five? I, I tell you what, that if, if those guys are in the top just from from like 11 to 15 or 10 to 15, man, college basketball is going to be in a very exciting year because you got to believe. Coach K is going to have Duke ready to roll in his final season in Durham. Mm. I mean, he's coming back with um, with two key freshmen in Paulo Banchero and Trevor Keels who can flat out shoot the lights out of it. He's also returning Wendell Moore. He's returning his point guard, um, Curran Roach, from last year. Um, and also returning his big man, Mark Williams. So I expect Duke to challenge for a final full berth. They're going to be great, as always. Um, Coach, And, of course, you know, the swan song for Coach K. They're going to be doing <laughs> everything they can. They're going to do everything they can to make sure he wins a national championship. Personally, I hope they don't. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, they're going to do all that they can. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kentucky, John Calipari, you know he's got to be biting at the bits to get his guys back to the winning circle. They were horrible last year. Terrible. I don't know what what he put together last year on his team, but they just the chemistry was not there. The mixing wasn't there, you know. But I, I fully expect them to be better this year. Bringing in a couple of transfers, they got a big kid from West Virginia coming in to play the center. Kellen Grady, a sharpshooter from out of Davidson, um, Davidson University College. He's coming along to play. Um, he's a 6'3", 6'4", shooter that can flat out shoot the ball, shoot the lights out of it. And he also got a transfer in Severe Willer from um, from the University of Georgia, along with freshman Ty Ty Washington coming in. So I fully expect Kentucky to be back in the mix. Um, North Carolina. They're returning quite a bit. The first time in a long time we've returned our returning point guard in Caleb Love. RJ, RJ Davis is back, along with Mondo Baycott, who is going to be um, outstanding this year. I feel like he'll be the best big man in the ACC. We also hit the transfer portal hard and brought in Dawson Garcia, the Big East freshman of the year, from Marquette. Justin McCoy, who's a 6'8 tweener between the three position and the four position who played at the University of Virginia last year. So you know what he's going to bring to the table. 
He's going to bring leadership. He's going to bring defense. He's going to bring three-point shooting. We also got I, who I think may be the best shooting big in the country in Brady Maddox from Oklahoma. He's a fifth-year senior. Um, he's going to be there. We also brought in Dontre Styles and DeMarco Dunn, two um, highly touted freshmen. So I fully expect the Tar Heels of North Carolina under first-year head coach Hubert Davis to make a run. We're without Roy Williams for the first time in 18 seasons. But ladies and gentlemen, hey, it's just like we say on basketball more in the game, hey, you got to make sure those sneakers are laced up tight because we on to the next one. Let's get let's get down with the get down. Watch out now. That man, that man right there, boy, he ready to roll the chopper hill right now. He, he, may, he, may <laughs> drop, he may drop the mic and unplug his headphones. I might have to finish the show myself. But great, uh, great, great break. Now, what about these? Uh, I'll drop the. I'll read off these uh, uh, next ten. So you've got uh, Houston Cougars at sixteen, and you know Kelvin Sampson gonna have them rolling. Then you got uh, Maryland at seventeen, Oregon eighteen, LSU nineteen, twenty is Ohio State twenty one, Auburn Tigers. Now you know Bruce Pearl going. You know he tromp, chomping to get up out of twenty one, twenty two right. Tennessee. And you know Rick Barnes is going to do it. And then 20, uh, 22 is Tennessee. 23, Notre Dame. Mike Bray is going to have him ready to rock and roll. And how about number 24, Florida State. Now, you know Leonard Hamilton is chomping, yes, chomping at the bit. And then number 25, you can never count out Tom Izzo. So, here's your, so, so top to bottom, it's really, really hard to see that many blue blood. Think about it, from 10 – all the way to 25, you got Duke, Carolina, uh, Notre Dame, Florida State, Michigan. I mean, Michigan State. There's a lot of people down under number 10 that I think that may be sleeping. Your thoughts? I completely agree. And if those teams or those or the teams that's from 10 to 25, my Lord, we about to have a great college basketball season, and I can't wait. You know so what? let's let's get ready to lace them up tight. That's right. Make sure you got them batteries changed in that remote because you're gonna be, yes, sir. You're gonna be going back and forth. All right, so we gonna switch over. Let's talk about the first team All American preseason. Right now we got Drew Timmy out of Gonzaga. We've got um, Cockburn out of uh, Illinois. We got Gillespie from Villanova. We've got Jackson Davis from Indiana, and we've got Buddy Beheim from Syracuse. Now here's my take on that right there. I think they're throwing them a bone. And the reason why I say I think they're throwing them a bone, because when I pull up my list right here, they got Syracuse at number 29. And you got a first, you got a first, you got a guy on first team All-American and your team number 29, something wrong. I ain't, I ain't buying that. I'm not buying that. And that's, that's just me. Okay. Second team, we've got uh, Hunter Dickinson from Michigan. We've got Trevor uh, Williams from Purdue. We got Johnny Jinzak from UCLA. That kid can go. Yes, sir. We got Max from uh, uh, I can't uh, uh, Abbas uh, from Oral Roberts, and then you got Julian Champagne at St. John's, the second team. If those of you who don't know, Julian is a twin brother of Justin, who's playing now. He played for Pitt, but now he is with the Toronto Raptors. Now I'm gonna jump all. Well, let's see. Yeah, I'm going There's no note that really. Oh, Scotty Pippen's son, Scotty Pippen Jr. Is on the third team and he is running with the uh, Vanderbilt Commodores. Now at fourth team, can you not, now you got one guy in the ACC on the first team. There's no ACC guy on the second team, no ACC guy on the third team. Here's the fourth team: Armando Baycock, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill; Marcus Carr, Texas; 
Jalen uh, Shackelford, he's Alabama. Illinois has got Andre Colbillo. And then they got Remy Martin at Kansas. And then the last team, which is the fifth team, is Mark Williams from Duke, Paul uh, Scruggs from Xavier, Nate Washington from uh, Providence, Marcus Sasser, Houston Cougars, and Adam uh, Flagler at Baylor Bears. So when you look at that, and you go, and I'm pulling my top list back out, you get Gonzaga, and they got Timmy, who I thought you, he, 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 he he's, he's a little hype guy. I don't think he's as good as Pete Yamey. He, he, I, yes, th- I think he got a lot of his buckets just because of the guys that he played with. But Gonzaga, here's the deal, man. I'm going to call y'all out. I'm sick of you being number one and you can't get it done for what it's worth. I'd be like, you know what? Don't put me number one because now you're going to go out here, you're going to run, you're going to be beating up all on all these teams that you're really not playing tough. But then when you get in the tournament, somebody said, well, it was in the national championship. Well, I watched them last year and I watched them when I was in Arizona when Carolina beat them. You know, what is what – why can't they get over the hump? Coach, what's your thoughts on that? I, I completely agree with you. And I personally, I think they can't – they cannot get over the hump because their strength of schedule is not as strong. Sure, you play some top teams early in the preseason and early on in the season. But when it comes down to conference basketball, you have to be battle-tested, just as the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac-12, the SEC. You have to be battle-tested in your league. Drew Timmy may not even be the best player on his team this year. Wow. Chet Holmgren, who's a seven-foot-one freshman who got ball skills like a Kevin Durant and can shoot the three-ball, may be the best team, best player on, on Gonzaga's squad this year. All right. So what you know what? So, Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. I just don't I'm with you. I think Gonzaga will run out of gas when it comes down to the final four, Elite Eight, wherever they may end up. I just think they'll run out of gas. I don't think they're battle tested enough. Yeah, and, and and that's the and that's the call out that we're gonna call out to Gonzaga. You know, put some beef on your schedule. Jump down in here and play at ACC school. Jump down here and play Bay. And I and I and, and, it, and I may be misspoke speaking here because I, I think they were supposed to play Baylor and the game was canceled due to COVID. Yes, er, sir. Early in the season, so okay, I I I I stand corrected. So you had them on there, but man, when you fell out the national, the, I never forget when they kicked the ball out to the wing in the national championship game, and that guy was getting ready to shoot that three pointer, and they and Baylor's guys closed out so quick, the kid just landed with the ball in his hand. Exactly. And I told my wife, I remember looking at my wife and I said, you know what? This is over. They're done. They've Correct. Ne- but, but Coach G, like you said, they had Baylor on the schedule. It was canceled due to COVID. Right. But if you're only playing one or two of those teams, then after that, who else is on your schedule? Right. Yep. You have to be battle tested in your league. Yep. They run through that league, the West Coast Conference, year in and year out. Join the Pac-12. Go to the Pac-12. Play UCLA. Play Arizona. Play those teams. And then you're battle-tested exactly. year in and year out. And, that, uh, and if you can't, and of course, if you can't get out of the conference, you got to schedule some. You got to come to Durham. You got to come to Chapel. Play them not. I mean, because here's my thing. If I'm the Gonzaga coach, I'm tired of not being, yeah, we got there. We were in the fight. Think about it. And, and what my mind serves me to and. Uh, when Carolina beat them, and then uh, Baylor beat them in the national championship game. So, for what that for what that's worth, I'll get off beating up uh, uh, 
beating up Baylor. So listen, we're going to step away, but we'll be right back as we start wrapping this up. Visit our website, coachgoins.podbean.com. Always learn to pass. Process, attitude, sacrifice, satisfaction. In the studio together. It's kind of strange that we don't have somebody on today. Coach Quick and I was talking about that earlier. But it's all good because now we get ready to transition. And this is what we always say. Make sure you got your sneakers on. You got them laced up really top tight because we are talking about our fast break session. Coach Quick, what's popping? Hey, Coach G, you want to know what's popping? I want to talk about this 75th anniversary NBA team. Go ahead. I want to know what are your thoughts on some of the, some of the guys that were left off? Um, we won't go over the whole list of teams, but I, I know I got a list of about six guys who I feel like should have been on the team, but you can't put everybody on. Yeah, I, and I appreciate you uh, tossing that my way, and I'm going to try to do the, do my best with that. But And I know when you make a list that you, you're going to miss somebody, but here's my thing. At what point do you have to cap it? What, can you only have 75 players on the team? Is that what they were trying to do? Is only have 75 players because it's the 75th year? Right. Right. So maybe so, but I think uh, all honesty, uh, Dwight Howard should have been on that team. Um, and I don't know. And I, I think a lot of times Dwight is, and, and here's my challenge to the young folks that's, that's listening and that's out there is when you damage your brand, uh, sometimes it's very hard for people to to look past the damage. Um, you know, you look at Pete Rose, you know, we ever get in the Hall of Fame and not switching to baseball, but this just kind of comes to my mind. Uh, uh, Dikembe Mutombo should have been on that team. Vince Carter should have been on that team. Yao Ming should have been on it. I mean, I'm just – and, again, when I just stop and look, uh, but those those are the ones that really stand out. What's on your list, Coach Q? Okay, uh, my list, I feel like um, Bernard King should have been on the team. Ooh, how'd I miss that one? Um, Vince Carter. Yep. Tracy McGrady. Wow. Um, Adrian Dantley. Mm. Chris Bosch. And Dikembe Mutombo. And also, I got to add in, I got to add in two more that I felt like should have been on the list. Go ahead, brother. Kyrie Irving and Grant Hill. Wow. Wow. When you when, when when Grant Hill is not on the list and what I call Miss, Mr. Basketball or you know he's you know he he he's running USA basketball but those guys, you know Kyrie are, again, that's that's the that's the issue that you run into when you when you make a list. You know, you know how do you how do you leave those guys off? How do you Oh, let me you didn't I didn't hear you say Dwight Howard. You didn't think Dwight should have been on. Yeah, I feel like Dwight should have been on there. I mean because and the reason somebody asked me the other day, he said, why, why you say Dwight Howard? I said, man, you realize, I said, after Shaq left out of the, I mean, Dwight Howard was the big. Exactly. He was the big in the league. I said, you, you don't take it from me. I said, pull the stats up. Don't, That's exactly right. right. Don't 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 believe anything I'm telling you. Pull the stats up and then let's talk. Because people fail to realize, man, Dwight Howard, he, and, and when he, of course, once again, I'm, I'm going to go to these young dudes is when that's how you have to protect your brand. You get out here and you don't take care of business and you know you make some bonehead moves and 
you know, a lot of times people can't look past that. But but your list is right. Adrian Dantley, I mean, not on that. Uh, G.H., Grand Hill, not on that. Kyrie Irving. And, again, uh, are they trying to only have 75 players because of the 75th year? Uh, and then think about Vince Carter. Vince Carter played how long in the NBA? At least 18 to 20, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, so in that and then, gosh, man, and, and, and that's the thing because somebody has to be left off. Uh, right. But I think what needs to happen, they need to come back in and drop a little amendment in there and say honorable mention or, or um, you know, somebody says, well, you, you're watering it down. Well, I get that, but when you leave and when you – and here's, the, here's who I don't think should have been on the list. I don't think AD should have been on the list. And again, I'm probably I'm probably saying that because I'm not a big AD fan, but I don't think he should have been on the list, uh, just because I think other there's been other bodies of work uh, that um, that you know that kind of might have canceled him out. But again, congratulations to all of the guys that did make the list uh, and the ones that did not. We salute you. We honor you uh, in that. Also, Coach Quick, while we're here talking about it in our fast break session. Uh, I, I was reading earlier today that folks that don't know that Ernie Johnson uh, that's on TNT uh, with Shaq, yes, Kenny, and Charles, he, his uh, his son passed. Uh, and we just want to uh, you know just send our condolences uh, to Mr. Ernie Johnson. You know he's he he's the glue. He makes that show go. And I know everybody talks about Charles, Shaq, and Kenny, but Ernie Johnson is the he's the rudder. He he's the guy. Uh, and I know his son had battled a, a disease all of his life and. And the time, and I was really watching today and went back and watched the video. His son really liked a lot of cars. And they would always, uh, you know, they, you know, he would do what he needed to do, get him ready, get him in his uh, wheelchair. And he and Ernie would go to this car show and just their relationship. So uh, on behalf of basketball, more in the game, Coach Goins and Coach Quick, to the Johnson family, we send our condolences. Uh, job well done uh, with the time uh, that you had with your son. Amazing young man. Uh, and the care that you all provided. So those of you that know Ernie Johnson personally, please stop uh, along the way and just be grateful for what you have. Uh, and again, I know his family uh, is going through. So we certainly appreciate uh, all the prayers going to that way. All right, hey coach. So what what do you think about the NBA current standings? Well, I tell you what, it's a few surprises up at the top, and definitely definitely some surprises at the bottom. But it's early. You know, and I feel like some teams are trying to get their mojo together. They're getting the chemistry. <laughs> so I just feel like, you know, it's early. It's Give early. it time. And some of these top teams who you assume should be at the top right now, they're not there. But I come come Christmas time, January, we'll see a difference. Okay. Like right now, now, current standings in the Eastern Conference, the New York Knicks are leading the East. I'm glad to see that. I feel like the Knicks are back. I, I like their team. I like the makeup of their team. But can they be consistent in a playoff setting? Mm. And, and they really playing injury injury free. Exactly. You know that that's that that's got a lot to do with it. But yeah, when you when you said when <laughs> when I was looking at earlier, I was like, man, when's the last time the Knicks were leading the, leading the uh, conference? But they're they're five and one. You know so. Uh, yes, sir. You know, hats off to uh, the Knicks and and their body of work. But uh, I, 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 the number two team, I I think you kind of high on them guys. The, the fellas out of Miami. I'm really high on the Miami Heat. I really am. And honestly, I feel like okay. I 
personally, I feel like they're going to the finals. What? What? Can I, I feel like they're going to the to the NBA finals. Can I write that down? Yes, sir. Write that down. Okay. I, I think they'll be in the finals only if Kyrie Irving doesn't get his stuff together. Mm. If, if Kyrie gets it together and he gets back to his team in Brooklyn, then I feel Brooklyn will be in the NBA finals. But at, at this day and age, the day that we're recording this show, I got the Miami Heat going to the NBA finals. All right, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna write that down, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something. We're gonna talk yes, about sir. we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about this down the stretch as well. But Coach Quick, typically Coach Quick is he's dialed it in. So listen. So also the Heat are five and one. The Wizards are five and one. But what about your number four team, the Bulls? Yeah, and, and I was excited about the Bulls all, all season long, all offseason long when they made these accusations. Okay. But my thing with the Bulls, can you be consistent in the playoffs? Okay. You got you got DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, who are your two stars. You got an up-and-coming young point guard in Mike and um and and the kid um from LA. Okay. So let me ask you this right here. What about them uh, in this right now? They're in the six. What them seventy six? What? I, I we we know Ben Simmons is out, and again we and it's personal. It's not an injury. It's you know, he he's dealing with you know some personal stuff. So what what do the Sixers need to do? Honestly, I I think Philadelphia should try to get what they can get for Ben Simmons. Um, I personally I would go straight to the Brooklyn Nets and ask them. What what does it take to get Kyrie Irving moved for wow. Ben Simmons? Wow. What does it take? Wow. I, I would I would look at doing that. Um and back back to the Bulls for a second. Okay. The kids yes, sir. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Ball. Okay. Overcoming point guard. Yes, sir. I like what he brings to the table. Okay. But right. those Sixers is is still something that is just off about them. Um the, the point guard play needs to be there. Ben Simmons He's an excellent defender, but he's not a leader. Mm. He's not a leader. And when you, when you go into the playoffs, you got to you got to have all facets of your game intact. You need a leader. And, he, and sorry, if, if him and Joel Embiid are not on the same page, then you're gonna stroke. You're gonna stroke. Yeah, and and also he, he got to make free throws. Exactly. I'm 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 gonna be honest with you. I'm just gonna come straight out and call it away. I am not paying a player a hundred million dollars and he can't make free throws. I'm sorry. I just, I, I can't do it. Coach quick. I just, I, I cannot do that. And you know, you, and, and you're in the league and, and what are you doing in the off season that you're not working on your jump shot? I mean, I'm just like, you know what? Dude? It, it, it almost ter- turns back in when they used to do the old hacker shack, right? Hack them and put them on the line that, you know, to turn that ball. But in today's game, with all the technology, the coaches, and you can't tell me that assistant coaches haven't gone to this kid and say, hey, we can do this, this, and this, and this, and I don't know what it is, but I really say – so here's here's my question. Would Ben Simmons be in the league if he was 6'5"? I don't think he would. Okay. So you heard it right here from Coach Quick and Coach Goins. I, you know what? And I'm not a Ben Simmons fan. I, I hate what he did to LSU. Uh, he goes down there and just and then the coach ends up losing his job. I mean, I just it's it's almost like everything revolves around him. And I don't know, I don't know if Philadelphia is big enough for him and Joel Embiid. I, and 
and I completely agree with that. And it, it, it's like I said, it's about leadership. He hasn't been a leader from the time he left high school to the time he's in his time in the NBA right now. Yep, yep. And so here's the thing. Let's jump on down here and talk about these Milwaukee Bucks at three and three. Now they yes, they are ate up with injuries. Yes, sir. So you've got. Uh, let me go to my list here because I don't want to misquote. So you got the injuries for the buck, and you may know that right at the top of your head as I scan through my Here we go, right here. So you've got Drew Holiday that's out. When I say out, he is out because there's no there's no tentative time back. Then Brooke Lopez is out. And then uh, the kid from Villanova, Dante. Uh, DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo. Yeah, he's out. So, again, he was out doing the playoffs. So he, he – he may come back and find his life. He may be trade bait just because they won the championship when he was out. I don't know. Uh, hope that doesn't happen. But uh, that's that's three people uh, that are out. So, and let's see, what are the Bucks running right now? They they fight. They playing five hundred ball. Right, and and the fact that the matter is, Bobby Portis was out some yep. at the beginning of the year. That's correct. That's exactly so, right. So I mean, they're they're struggling, and then on top of that, you lost a key piece. To that Frank's to to the Miami Heat when you lost PJ Tucker, mm. so you lost your best defensive player other Come than Giannis. On. Come on, and and you lost a leader and some toughness. That you know what PJ and I and I, I remember talking to uh, Ralph Sampson after the uh, championship, and he because when he when Ralph was um, player development coach for the Phoenix Suns, PJ Tucker was there and he was like, you know, he, he couldn't, he couldn't throw it in the ocean, but he could play the heck out of, out of some defense. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and that's why he's been in the league. So we wish those guys well. What about, you know what? I tell you a team that I really kind of fell in love with last year. That's, that's at the nine spot right now. And they three and three and kind of shocked. It's them Atlanta Hawks. I'm just like, I think they are trying to find themselves. Uh, and hopefully they won't be, Hopefully they didn't drink too much success too early, but I thought for sure they would be better than three and three at this point. Yeah, I, I definitely did too. And the thing is, I can't put my finger on what's going on with them because they're injury free right now. That is exactly right. I just flipped my list back over and they have no major injuries in Atlanta. So I think they should be better than that. Now, Let's let's go up north now. We gonna we talk we don't we don't beat Kyrie up enough, but now here they are sitting at three and three. And in my in my opinion, that's that's terrible, man. It is. And if the playoffs started today, the Brooklyn Nets would be on the outside looking in. So would the Los Angeles Lakers. They mm. would be on the outside looking in. Mm. And James Harden has gone on record to say he didn't do any basketball activity during the summer. He was doing rehab wow. on his hamstring. Wow. He, he said he would love for the um, 15 and 20 points to come, but right there, he just did no no basketball activity. It was just rehab. Wow. But when I look at James Harden, James Harden, he can score. He can roll out of the bed and score in the NBA. Right. But his body just looks funny to me. It, 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 that's a great call out. And once again, Think about it. Here's the thing that people fail when I don't say fail. Maybe that's the wrong choice of words, coach. Is people f overlook. I used to say overlook, overlook or forget. Now I'll go that way. Is when, okay. he, when he was at OKC, he was a six man. Yes, sir. People forget this dude was a six man when he was with Westbrook and when he was with um, Kevin Durant. 
So yep. my thing is, what where where has the six man gone in the NBA? To where when you go back and you had the Benny Johnsons of the world, he's the microwave. These dudes would come in and just be instant offense. You had the um, uh, Crawford that played for the Clippers. You know he would come in and he could get, he could get you twenty twenty five. Right? Yes, sir. And it's just like, okay, and, and just like Atlanta, I like how Atlanta plays my guy. And I said this, and I'm going to go ahead and say it publicly. If Coach Quick says that the Heat's going to be in the NBA Finals, I'm going to go, go, I'm going to dust off the comment that I made a couple years back. I always said Cam Reddish was the best out of the three that was at Duke. And somebody I said, agree. and somebody said, what? To me, he's better than RJ Barrett and he's better than. Zion and somebody so I said, and I told guys when I said that kid is going he's the sleeper because you ain't yes, got, you ain't got but one ball RJ Barrett was the number one guy coming into college basketball but Zion got all the the hoop hoop lock cuz you know he he jumping up over the square and dunking backwards and you know he, he's defying gravity as big as he is but I'm ta- mark my word coach quick said the heat's going to win the NBA champion I mean going to be in the finals and I'm telling you Cam Reddish is going to be the up-and-coming guy in this league. So just uh, mark my word. Hey, we're going to switch over to the, the West Coast. Yes, sir. And we know that them Warriors are 5-1. and one. Okay? Now, here, I'm going right. to say this, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to of I'm gonna get off this dude's case. I do not like how Seth, Steph, yeah, Seth Curry acts after he scores a bucket. I can't stand it. Score the ball, go down the floor. Versus all this stuff that he does. Now, if you had certain players doing that, you would never hear the end of it. And why exactly. Why does he – and I'm just like, dude, and I think that's what rubs me wrong with that guy is why do you act like that? When, I mean, I, I just you – know, and plus he kills the game. And when I say kills the game, as a, as a coach of young players and being in the gym with young players, as soon as they walk in, coach, first thing they want, they want to grab the ball and shoot the three. They're not strong enough to shoot the three. They're jacking their they're they're losing their form. So I'm 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 done with Curry bashing. What you got on the Warriors? Well, I I I agree with you with your sentiments on Steph Curry. After you scored the ball, get your butt back down the floor. Yep. Defend. You ain't got to do all that showmanship and show the opponent up. Nope. Okay. Golden State, they have some key injuries right now in key spots. Yep. The seven foot one kid, James Wiseman, is out yep. with an injury. Clay Thompson, who is arguably one of the top five shooters that ever played this game, he's out right now, but he hasn't played in two years. Wow. In over two years. If he can come back healthy, the Golden State Warriors can be a contender for the NBA championship. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this. You've heard it here on basketball more than a game. When you've set out the game of basketball for two years, that's hard to overcome. That's tough. Two years is two years. And people yes, say, sir. oh, well, that's two years. But, that, but well, here's the thing. You're, you've aged two years. You, that's right. You are, you, people say he's working out. Working out and, and playing is totally two different things. And that's Correct. and and I your your assessment is spot on. Okay, so we see the Jazz sitting at four and one. The Nuggets are four and two. The Mavericks are, are, are three and two. And, you know, and, and and I was a little blown away that the uh, the Mavericks put up uh, um, Porzingis on the shelf, and I'm like, yo, and again, I think it was Friday night. That's exactly what it was. Friday night. So I'm gonna watch the game. Pull it up. And he's in the suit. And I'm like, what the heck is going on with this? The dude's almost like a China dog. 
right? Yeah. Uh, and I know they said day-to-day and all this other stuff, but I'm just like, you know what? This day-to-day is it, it, it's killing me. And all of me, you know what? One guy I forgot about to talk about when we were talking about the heat. Victor Oladipo was hurt. He's out. And the question is, will he be ever to give you 60 games? I don't know. Well, what's your take on Oladipo? Uh, oodles of talent. I just, I'm like you. I don't know if he could ever give us 60 full games, much less the 82. Right. I, you know, and, and really, Vic is going to get lost in the shadows in Miami. Mm-hmm. With some of the talent that they brought in, the toughness that they brought in, where is he going to play? Tyler Hero has to play. He has the green light right now. Yep, you exactly. So, so, yep. so where are you going to play Vic at? You going to play him at the backup point guard behind Kyle Lowry? Mm. That might be the best spot for him. Mm. But he just, the injury bug has hit him and it stayed on him. And, you know, he, he's such a gifted scorer, gifted athlete. I pray that he gets healthy and is able to get back. But, you know, time time is winding down. Yep. Hey, man, you know, you know, you, you know, who he, he kind of reminds me injury wise. Derrick Rose. Yes. yes, sir. When you look at, you know, you. Derrick Rose was boom, 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 going in the middle, and then he started having injuries, and Oladipo was a guy going to the well. He started having so hopefully he, he can get that thing right. So, listen, I want to finish up with the Lakers because we still got to talk college basketball. Yes, sir. The Lakers are 3-3, three and three, and here's what they're looking like. Uh, Anthony Davis is day-to-day. Wayne Ellington is out. LeBron's day-to-day. Kendrick Nunn is out. Horton Tucker is out. And Trevor Ariza is out. What is going on? What's your Lakers, Coach? You know, at, at this point in time, the injury bug has hit us in training camp. Not to make any excuses because you still have enough to, to be playing decent basketball. But with those Lakers, the chemistry has got to come. I mean, you got Russell Westbrook, who's actually a smaller version of LeBron. Russell has to have the ball in his hands. But at the same time, he turns the ball over. Mm. So, in my opinion, LeBron has to handle that rock more than anybody. Russell can't, Russell can't shoot the ball the best. But, man, you cannot question the toughness of this kid, how hard he goes. And I just feel like the Lakers are going to right that ship, and they're going to be one of the teams in the end with a chance to win it all. But they got to get this chemistry down, do whatever you got to do to get it down. But you got to make it happen. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And AD's got to be a player, and AD's got to get on the block, and AD's got to play the game. Uh, Correct. Don't, don't, and don't. something else about the Lakers. Go ahead. Get your butt in a defensive stance. Now, I'm talking <laughs> Russell Westbrook. I'm talking Carmelo Anthony. I'm talking LeBron James. You have to defend at a high level. The guys that you traded away for Russell Westbrook, they were all top-notch defenders. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, uh, Montrez Harrell, as well as Kyle Kuzma. Those guys defended. You mm-hmm. brought back Avery Bradley, who was waiting by the Golden State Warriors. Avery Bradley got to play. Before the pandemic, Avery Bradley was arguably your best on-ball defender that you had. He chose not to go to the bubble and represent the Lakers due to due to the COVID pandemic. But now you got him back. 
you can't just sit him on that bench. Avery Bradley can not only defend, he can shoot the three ball. What does LeBron, AD, and Russ need the most? They need mm-hmm. three-point shooters. That's right. So that's right. So listen, this is Coach Goins along with Coach Quick. We're going to step away, and we'll be right back. All right, listen, we are back in, and you know what? If you think that we're going to end this show and not talk about ACC men's preseason media poll, you're sadly mistaken. You don't know Coach G, you don't know Coach Q. Coach Q, what do you think about ACC basketball this season? I, I personally think it's going to be another outstanding year. We're, we're top heavy from, from the one through five. Should be a great year. Um, I think the poll had Duke one. Florida State two, Carolina three, Virginia four, Virginia Tech five, and Louisville six. Louisville was six, I believe. That's correct. So I, I think all those those top six teams should securely plant themselves in the NCAA tournament. It's going to be a great year. Florida State defensively is probably the best defensive team in the league. Um, they're well coached. Leonard Hamilton has had them ready to roll. For the last several years, um, of course, Coach K in the Swan Song, um, he's bringing in some multi-talented freshmen, uh, along with some key returners. So I think they're going to be good. But my personal uh, pick for the ACC regular season champions, first-year head coach Hubert Davis and the Tar Heels, what they did in the transfer portal and rebuilding their team, it says to me a lot. If they can come together early, and the key to their squad is going to be Caleb Love and R.J. Davis, how they're able to make the transition to year two being point guards in in Carolina's offense. And then, ladies and gentlemen, if you thought Carolina was going to change and not run, you're sadly mistaken. We're coming. We're opening it up. So get ready. I fully expect the Heels to be one of the top teams in the country. Man, so he's getting boy. I tell you what, like I said, I I, I I'm surprised his mic still plugged in. I, th- <laughs> I, I thought he might be on the way to Chapel Hill right now. So let's just let's get Coach Quick got us to number uh, six. So let's let's go ahead and run the table. So we got Syracuse, Notre Dame nine, North Carolina State ten, Georgia Tech eleven, Clemson twelve, Miami thirteen is Wake Forest, Pitt is at fourteen, and BC is at fifteen. So. In that, there's a, there's a, I tell you what, I am so ready to rock and roll uh, with college basketball. I, I can't stand it. I can't wait till it's Big Monday on ESPN. I just can't wait to be able to walk into an arena and the balls bouncing. I just can't wait to sit down and, and, and you start going down through and say, man, who you got going into this game and who's number two? And in them Saturday at 12 o'clock games, I mean, we missed so much last year, Coach, when and not being able to go. I think it was probably one of the first times uh, since I might have been in high school that I did not darken the, the gym of a college game uh, and really, really missed it. So, so excited about getting back into this. So, again, Duke 1, Florida State 2, North Carolina 3, Virginia 4, Virginia Tech 5, and Louisville number 6. Now, I'm going to kick it over to Coach Quick, 
And as, as again, as we start wrapping this up, it's been Coach Goins, Coach Quick today in the studio, chopping it up by ourselves, getting everybody in the prelude of this college basketball season. Oh, but you know what, Coach Quick? I will toss this out, and I'll kick it over you to, to get us out of here. Uh, two of our former guests uh, that we had on actually played each other this weekend. And that was uh, Coach uh, Bobby Collins from Shaw University and Coach uh, Shaw, uh, Walter Shaw from Brunswick Community College. I think the game went, it was a battle. I think it, it ended up 94-92, uh, Shaw winning. But, uh, you know, hats off to both of those coaches that took time out uh, to jump on basketball more in the game. And we certainly appreciate them uh, and as look forward to as their season rolls. But I just wanted to give that a shout-out. So I'm going to kick it over to Coach Quick for his uh, final comments, and he's going to close us out. Coach. Yes, sir. You know, Coach G, I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you. Today's show has been great. I enjoyed it to be able to sit here and talk with you about NBA, Major League Baseball, college football, college basketball, ACC basketball. It's just been a joy and a pleasure. Um, and i just like to say to our listening audience, especially to our young people, dreams without goals remain dreams in fear of disappointment. Between goals and achievement is discipline and consistency. So I pray that late at night when you put your shoes up under your bed, put them far up under your bed, and while you're down there on your knees, begin to pray and thank God for grace, mercy, and understanding. And then I want you to allow your hearts and minds to search your soul for a vision to be a better you. And if you happen to fall, get back up because it's not in the fall. It's how you get up. Now for Coach Goins, myself, Coach Quick, we'll see you in the gym. You've been listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Our podcast is available on podbean.com. 